Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Justin. What's up, man? You want to play Deadly Towers? Oh, boy. I guess, if we have to. <laughs> we have to. We, we, we're, right. we're on a mission to play all of them, and that includes right. such things as Deadly Towers. Deadly Towers, yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. I do have to say the box art to this game looks more like some kind of a cross between Conan the Barbarian and, like, a romance novel that you'd buy at the grocery store. Yeah. It kind of looks like a straight-up uh-huh. rip-off of the Wizards and Warriors box art. Yeah. But not Which as good. Maybe... No, not as good. What's up with the lizards, tell? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't... Is that something you're fighting on, uh, on the box? Well, you fight little dragon guys. I don't know. Yeah, if they really even look like right. We'll talk about that in the game. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tell us some history, why don't you? The time has come for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. All right. So history. History, the Deadly Towers was a role-playing game that was developed by a company called Lenar. Lenar was a company developed by a, a Japanese game developer, um, Junichi... Mizutari. He uh, created the company in 1977, and their first game on the NES was this game. It also is kind of their claim to fame, if you would say that. Maybe their claim to infamy would be more more likely. Uh, now, the interesting thing about Junichi Mizutari is he was a very shy person, and he didn't like his name to be put in the credits. So... Interestingly enough, he, he did, the, everything that I read about him, I just kept saying, "Oh, he, he's a really shy person." <laughs> so don't don't try to contact him. Okay. Contact. Him. I did try to he, get him he, for an interview. He said, "Very shy." He said this. Wow. You, you, I'm glad that you had a recording of his actual response. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> so obviously, very shy. Very shy. Right. The Deadly Towers was titled Masho in Japan, which literally which literally means evil bell. Uh-huh. Now, when the when the publisher in Japan, Iram, um, which Iram, do you know what Iram originally stood for? I have no idea. Iram originally stood for International Rental Electronics Machines. <laughs> okay. Interestingly enough, and uh, they, they they got their job. Their, their, their job at first was uh, video arcade games. So I guess they rented them out to people, and that's why they had that name. Kind of a funny name for a company, but they changed it in the early 1980s to Innovations in Recreational Electronic Media. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit better than rental electronic. It's a little bit longer and harder to remember, too. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, so this game was create was... Uh, brought about by a company that uh, is 
kind of famous in, in America. Well, not really kind of famous. They are famous in North America by Broader Band. We just got through Broader talking Band. about them last week. Right, hey, right. B- Broader Band. Before you move on, can but, I ask one quick question? Okay. Sure. Broader Band, or however you pronounce it, Mm-hmm. Has like a zero in their name, or like a slash through the O. Yeah. Are we pronouncing uh-huh. that right? Is there something? Should we be saying Bru- zero band or something? Uh, I actually looked up the pr- pronounce the pronunciation last night, uh-huh. and I don't really know how to read those those like mnemonics. Uh-huh. But I believe it's Brutterband. 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 Okay. Now Brutterband. Do you want to know the history, like why it's called Brutterband? Mm, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so convincing. Okay, so Brother Band was a. It was founded by two guys, Doug and Gary Carlson, and the purpose of founding this company was to market a game that Doug created in 1979 called Galactic Empire. Galactic Empire was, you know, kind of a famous game. Um, Galactic Empire had uh, many names that was taken from African languages. And a group of merchants in the game was called Broader Band. Now, this was spelled B-R-O-E-D-E-R-B-O-N-D. Broader Bond. Uh, which means uh, Association of Brothers in the Afrikaans language. So, in order to emphasize the family origin of the game, they named their... Uh, company kind of after that now kind of in they wanted to change the name to avoid the connection with because this was a white supremacist <laughs> south african organization nice so they changed the name to broader bond or brother bond i guess um, and they used the zero the o with a slash through it now later on they actually just changed it where they uh, they didn't use the slash anymore um, but anyway, that's kind of the history of how that company's name came to be. Mm-hmm. So there was a guy named Scott Sumera who worked for Iram and eventually went over and worked for Brutterbond, Brutterbond, however you say that. And they formed a, uh, a Coyote software division. And a guy named Alan Weiss, who was the Nintendo producer, he managed all product development uh, at the time. Now, when they brought this game over to America, or when they design, were designing to bring this game over to North America, they intended the, the English language title to be Hell's Bells. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that in that game, uh, you were in charge of doing deeds in a, in a not-so-clean manner, you know? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, for, like, for, for good prices. Actually, you know. Cheat dirt, cheap prices, really. Right. Darn, yeah, thirty days down dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Pretty true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I haven't ever, I have never heard that saying before. Yeah. Well, that's because the game didn't mm-hmm. actually come out like that. It came out totally different. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Nintendo of America refused to give their seal of quality. Which they probably should have played the game before they gave out that seal of quality. Uh, unless they changed the name. So, Broader Band, of course, wanted that seal of quality. Broader Bund. I think it's Broader Bund. Broader Bund. I keep saying Broader Bund. I keep saying Broader Band, but I think it's Broader Bund. Uh, they wanted that seal of quality on their game, so they changed the name to Deadly Power. It's a guy named Ed Bernstein of Rutterbund. And of Bernstein Bears fame, right? Exactly. He wrote the books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he didn't write the books. He was just... He uh, was one he of the was, bears. He was, he was Brother Bear. Yeah, Brother Bear. He was Brother Bear for the book. Right. Also known as Ed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so they changed the name to Deadly Towers. He was the one that changed it. Um, the the uh, main character in the game, Prince Meyer was actually the same name as in uh, that it was in Japan. Um, and they tried to and make faithful conversions and not Americanize it. So. It sounds whatever. pretty American to me. That's what I thought. I guess Prince Meyer, and I don't know what that means, what, like what the translation is in Japanese, but uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So the wonderful music that you hear when you're listening to this game was created by a composer named Yoshinobi Yo- Yoshinobu Kasukawa. Yoshinobu Kasakawa. Yeah. He made this wonderful music that you hear in the game. Um, that constantly starts and stops as you go into different levels. It drives me insane, really. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah. Hey, well, I will yeah. say that it doesn't do that on our podcast. It actually sounds pretty sweet. The music is not bad think? if it's not jump, chopped up. Chopped up. Right. Okay. Not so. So um, not Yoshinobu's fault. Okay. So he just a few other games. Uh, he did Napoleon Wars for the Famicom. He did Bird Week Fantasy Family Game for the Famicom. Mm-hmm. Major League for Famicom. An Image Fight for the NES. Anybody heard of those games? Anybody? Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Uh, so, as far as reception for this game, we usually like to talk about awards that these games receive. Um, this game has actually received some awards out there on, in the internet world. Uh, and it's not for good reasons. Usually it's uh, considered one of the worst games for the, for the NES ever. Um, Sean Riley, who's known as, who has a comedy website, SeanBaby.com. Some of our listeners are probably familiar because he's a writer for... He often writes, I think, for uh, EGM. He writes. Um, he writes for Cracked too. Sometimes Cracked, yeah, okay, Cracked, and I think he's done some stuff for EGM. He uh, he did a very funny rendition. It's not family, not necessarily family friendly. I mean, I, I guess there's only like one bad word. Just don't read it to your kids. Uh, it's a funny <laughs> rendition. Uh, bedtime stories. Bedtime stories. Right, <laughs> right. And he he dismissed this as the worst Nintendo game of all time. I feel like there's a lot of games out there that I don't want to give this game my worst of all time. It's bad. Ah, yeah, no, it does definitely does not get the worst of all time from me either. Well, I just, I just don't know. I, I'm afraid to give that out because I'm afraid there's probably some games out there that I haven't played that are just probably worse. Anyway, Joystick, uh, Joystick is a company that is now owned by AOL, so it will soon be going under. Um, suggested the game will be released to the virtual console, despite Deadly Towers is the most frustrating game on the NES. You know, this is the second episode we've talked about AOL going under. What happens if they don't? We're gonna look like idiots. We're gonna look like idiots. Yeah. But I'm gonna take, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my money on, uh, we're not gonna look like idiots. Just saying. Okay. Who still uses AOL? Anybody? Show of hands, we, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need... If anybody still uses AOL, please write into the show. I want to know who you are. Label yourself. But uh, that's pretty much it for reception or for history. It, uh, like I said, wasn't very well received. Um, when it first came out, Computer Gaming World described it as a new kind of role-playing game. It differed from both the console adventure, action-adventure games and American computer role-playing games that American gamers were previously more familiar with at the time. Mm-hmm. Eh, whatever. All right. So, uh, you know, yeah. Okay, go on. You, did, you, uh, did you have this game? I got a feeling that you probably didn't have this game, but did you find it? Join us on Michael's heavy quest to find the cart. Well... If you'll remember, we did get a donation back when the show first started from a certain mm-hmm. William Culver of the ColecoVisions podcast. Uh-huh. Well, this was one of them, and now I know why he donated this to Yeah, he, he was ready to get rid of this one. Yeah. Hey, unload that. So, thank you, William. Um, I really do thank you for the donation. So, whether or not it's a bad game or not, it's one I didn't have, so I definitely appreciate it. But that's where I got it. Yeah. He donated it. To our show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, among about six other games, one of which was Wizards and Warriors, which I really appreciate. But yeah, so I mean, he didn't just give me all dump all his crappy games off on me. So well, he gave you a good mixture, right? I got a little bit There's of the a good, good little bit of the bad. Right. You know that the Japanese version of this game, the cart, actually had a red LED on the top of it. Really? 
and uh, it illuminated when turned on. That would uh, something else annoying about this game. I'm sure that would well, be you know, really annoying. Yeah, I guess. Well, because you know the family, you know Japan had the Famicom, right? And the Famicom, you know, the Nintendo closed. Obviously, you put the card in, closed. Uh-huh. The Famicom didn't close, didn't you? Put the card in on top, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I believe so. So you would actually see that red light. So that red light would annoy you while you're trying to play this horrible game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, I, I wonder about things like this. You know, uh, you know how the I- the idea about everything that you create is in your eyes. You know, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you you write a song and, you know, you think it's awesome. You're really jamming out to it and everybody's like, wow, this is terrible. Yeah. Or, you know how everybody thinks their kid is beautiful, even if the kid looks like the guy, the main character from the movie Monster. <laughs> you know, um, you know, it just, when you, when they made this game, were they like, man, this game's awesome? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, or was there somebody in that boardroom that was like, ew, we really did. I'm sure there was somebody, but it's probably not somebody that had a lot of pull. I will say, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I tinker on the guitar as well as probably about mm-hmm. 99% of other people. <laughs> you think 99% of people play guitar? That's what I feel like. I feel like everybody I talk to is like, oh, yeah, I play guitar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know how it is. That's when you say prove it. Pull it out. I want to see play. Yeah. Because they just people just carry around guitars all the time. Well, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people that probably could play like three chords on the guitar, but they consider themselves guitar players. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, like somebody, somebody invented like some crappy game on their computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be like me, video game developer. It'd be like me calling myself a video game developer, right? Right. Because I have made choose your own text adventures before. <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway, the point I was trying to make is, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been playing for about ten. Well, no, maybe like. 15 years now. I don't know. I've been playing a long time. But when I was in starting out, I would write these songs and I'd be like, oh, these are awesome songs. I look back on them now and I think, ooh, ooh. I need to burn all these CDs that I, I made. Yeah. Well, that's part of the process. But what I'm saying is, you know, these guys made this game. They may be looking back on it now. At the time, they probably thought, oh, yeah, this game's awesome. They look back on it now and they think, yeah, we should probably should have done a little bit better than this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. well, you know, I think like as, as for like bands, you know, you talk about like listen to your old songs, you think, oh man, those are bad. But not to get too carried away on music, but I'd say for every good song that a that a band releases, they probably developed five or six bad songs that never got released. Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of why first albums are good and second albums are bad because first albums they've yeah. had. Tons and tons of Years. time to yeah. write songs and get rid of the crappy ones. Right. Whereas the second album, they don't have as much time. Anyways, that's enough about music. Let's talk about the gameplay. Okay. One, two. Let us now reflect upon the glorious future game. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Should we talk about the gameplay? You want to skip the gameplay? Mm. No, actually, I've got a lot to talk okay. about. Okay, well, as do I. So let's not skip the gameplay. Um, I think this game is like it's like Zelda's dumb younger brother <laughs> or something. Because <laughs> yeah. this game came out around the same time as Zelda. I think maybe a little bit after Zelda, actually. Uh-huh. And it reminds me of like Link's fat little brother or something that can't doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Luigi's Mansion. Well, I kind of liked Luigi's Mansion, but yeah, I see where you're going. Yeah, see where but you're when going. you compare it to the Mario games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like that. You, give the, you, you don't give the the second guy doesn't get the, the, the attention that the first guy gets. Right. Although not that this game has had anything related to Zelda. Which, yeah, right. It had nothing to do with Zelda. But it just reminds me of Zelda. Because you, you throw your sword, which... It's family friendly, so I won't really get into details about how you throw your sword, but it looks a little little weird. And what's the deal with that? Like, you get a sword, like, here's the game. Okay, first of all, and I think uh, Sean, baby, or Sean Riley, 
that brought this up, so I'm kind of stealing this from him. Mm-hmm. But the 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 character on the box. Now I know that on the box you're you're only going to get something that doesn't look what you're not going to translate into the eight bit world. But it, it could there be a further deviation from what's on the box and what's in the game? Yeah, I mean, there's tons of further deviations. <laughs> the Wizards and Warriors is one. I mean, yeah, that's true. But okay, forget I but I, forget I, I, I see what you're saying. You got like yeah. some super buff guy and like a loincloth and all this stuff, and then you get in the game and it's like this little fat cartoon. fat cartoon guy with like blue clothes and horns or something. Uh huh. Uh huh. So yeah, it's yeah. it's very different. And how many? I got a feeling you're not going to be able to carry that many swords around with you. No, you're not. You're not. But see, like in Zelda, it makes sense because it shoots out like a laser, right? Mm-hmm. In this game, it yeah. looks like he's throwing them underhanded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Well, he's softball pitching. Yeah, he's softball pitching it. Although, I will say yeah. also, let me just go ahead and tell you what my strategy was for this game. And everybody who's played this game knows and get this image in your head, okay? Because it may have been your strategy, too. My strategy was to run up as close as I could get. Because the sword throws is really slow. But if you get really close, it gets mm-hmm. really fast. So I run up as close as I could get and just jab on the A button, which means the sword is coming out really fast. Not really going away from the body and stabbing what's right directly in front of you. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna say that it looks like something sexual, but it looks like something sexual. Well, yeah. Plus, so you're saying you you want it to be more pure. You're you're trying to make it look like you're stabbing them with the sword, but throwing. Right. Well, I wasn't just doing it to be pure. But I was doing it because it was a good strategy. You're a pervert. You're a pervert. Right. No, no, no. It was a good strategy. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I see where you're going. I mean... I got you. Because they, they the bad guys don't move when you're hitting them, so you might as well just... I was I was doing a bum rush. Oh, a bum rush. Yeah, or a butt rush, if you will. Yeah, old Dan Matthews version <laughs> yeah. of it. The butt I'm rush. sure he listens to our podcast. Yeah. Um... First of all, when you're walking in these towers, these like castles, are you walk, are, is the ground made of sand? Like, what is the deal with the ground? Like, it's a sand color and it's got black specks in it. I guess it is. I guess it is sand. I don't know. It's a poorly built tower for sure. <laughs> yeah, I got a feel. I got a feeling that if you're fighting an, an evil empire that's built their castles on sand. It's actually a song. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't that a song from that TV show? What is it? Uh, I don't know. I know Jimmy Hendrix did a song, Castle. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the funny, like, uh, what, How I Met Your Mother? Sand, sand oh, Castles in the Sand or something? It's really silly. Anyway, but yeah, the Jimmy Hendrix song's way better. I haven't, I, I haven't watched a lot of How I Met Your Mother, so, outside, like, the first piece of so I don't know. Wait, but, um, yeah, I, I got a feeling if you're fighting an empire that's built their castles on sand, I wouldn't really have to worry about that empire. Yeah, you just wait until they just sink into the ground. Crumble. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, just uh, hey, speaking of, is this the is this the bungling empire? Is you know, that ever I was said? just about to mention that it's not. It probably it's one is, of the though, few sure. times it, it has to be because. It's one of the few times Brotherbund was uh, involved in a game and didn't put the bungling in. Mm. The, but this is too. But there, then again, the bunglings are too good for this. Yeah, maybe that's what the deal is. The bunglings are too good for this game. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, they didn't want to sully the bungling name. I mean, does that look like the bunglings? Those monsters. Uh, the blue blobs. Those horrible. Monsters, or the blue blobs. The, blobs, the, the little flame. The black guys. blobs. The flame guys that look like tadpoles. Yeah. The, dr- or the little dragon guys. Yeah. They look like Giardia. Giardia is a parasite. But, uh, it's actually quite common. And uh, you look it up. Google it. And uh, you'll see. This looks like these little flame guys look just like Giardia. Could be. Anyway. Could be. Do you have a... Do you, did you get a manual with this game? I couldn't find a manual, unfortunately. But Well, can I read... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, well, I, it's, 
I don't think it's from the manual. It might be. But I was going to read the plot read on uh, Wikipedia uh-huh. because it's actually kind of funny. Okay. It sounds like something that would be in a manual. Okay, go ahead. Ready? On the moonlit eve of his coronation ceremony, pensive Prince Meyer sits at the lakeside to ponder the future of the kingdom. Suddenly, a shadowy kami called Khan rises from the lake wait, and coalesces wait, wait a Did you say a co- into a, the form a, of a, a kami? Man. A kami? <laughs> yeah, it's K-A-M-I. Oh, K-A-M-I. Uh, okay, sorry. I thought we were talking about the Russians for kami, kami in Japanese are... I guess it could be Kami. I don't know. Or, the, you know how I am with my Japanese. Um, are the spirits or phenomena that are worshipped in the religion of Shinto? Uh huh. Okay. See, I was thinking. I was about to say Vladimir Putin would be would be would rejoice. Be impressed. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sorry. You can go on now. Sorry. All right. Although he doesn't identify himself, the figure greets Prince Meyer by name and informs him that Rubus, the Devil of Darkness, is preparing to overtake Wilner Kingdom by using seven magic bells capable of summoning an army of monsters. To ensure peace, Khan says, Prince Meyer must travel to the Northern Mountain to burn the seven bells in sacred flame, burn down the seven bell towers in Ruba's magic palace, and ultimately defeat Rubus himself. Mm-hmm. My first, I have two questions. Okay. Number one... Why would you believe this guy? Unless you is it just it just seems random. This is once you go burn these towers down. Well, I'm gonna guess since a, a kami is in the Shinto religion, I'm gonna guess Prince, Prince Meyer is a Shinto, mm-hmm. and he just knew uh, that that was the right. He's a good guy. Yeah. Okay. And secondly, why are why does he have to burn it down? Because he's an arsonist. Well, yeah. There's that. <laughs> but I would think you would ring a bell, right? Or smash it with a hammer or something. Mm, maybe. Yeah. How do you burn a... Can you really burn a bell? I mean, most bells are made out of, like, metal, maybe iron or something. I guess... Uh, you think You think a big bell that would be in, like, a bell tower would be made of, like, iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really going to burn. I don't know. Maybe it's a wooden bell. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you know, imagine that <laughs> nobody really hears it in the kingdom. Yeah, it doesn't ring, it just thuds. Somebody hears, like, you can hear it, you kind of hear it if you're close by, and you're like, what is that? Somebody, is there a woodpecker? Hammering yeah, is there a woodpecker around here? Or as my grandfather yeah. said, pecker wood? Well, you could say, well, uh, yeah, so what happened to your bell? I haven't heard your bell in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Termites, man. <laughs> termites got the bell. Oh, those nasty termites. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Okay, I got some more bones to pick with this game. Oh, yeah. Do you care if I pick some bones? Please. Okay. The map. <laughs> I really don't even know what to say about it. It's, it's so bad <laughs> that I really want to go back to like our Metroid episode and apologize uh-huh. to everybody for bashing the Metroid map and mm-hmm. the fact that you don't have a map because this map is just absolutely atrocious. I don't yeah. even know how to describe it. There's, I, I read, I'm going to post a link that shows like the original developer drawings of the map where they plan it out. It is mm. just crazy looking. And there's like 200 screens and and there's really no idea you have no idea how to go anywhere on these screens it's just oh it's so frustrating i don't even know yeah yeah so well i think when you're talking about metroid you you don't have a whole lot of stuff to uh uh say that's like to complain about metroid you gotta kind of even it out yeah and, i mean you gotta uh, pick pick and choose right so, you know, yeah. yeah, maybe that's what you All right, well, I got more bones. I got more bones to pick. Okay. All right, another okay. one is when you get hit by an attack, mm-hmm. you don't go invincible for a little bit. You know, like in most games, 
you get hit and you turn invincible and you have a chance to escape. Well, this one, you can get surrounded and you can be hit and just hit and hit and hit and then you die. Yeah. And also, some attacks knock you back like halfway across the screen <laughs> and it knocks you off the map and then you have to start over. Yeah, it's quite insane. I just can't get over the fact that your monsters are just blobs of nothing. You know? Mm-hmm. I just can't get over that. Yeah, it's like, pretty lazy, isn't it? It's extremely lazy. Like, who who said? Like, who was designing this? It's e- okay. It's either it's either laziness or incompetence. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're either horrible at doing this, or you're just lazy. You don't want to spend the time to make them a little bit better. Right. It's it's like they said. Okay, let's put a blue blob in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine, right? You know, one or two blue blobs here or there. Every game does something like that. You know, it's it's okay. I can forgive that. But then the guy's like, no, let's put a lot of blue blobs. And then let's put some black blobs. You know? Let's just, you know what it let's feels just change like? the color. You know what it feels like? To me, it feels like this is like the testing version of the game. Like those blue blobs were supposed to be changed into something. Mm-hmm. But they're just kind of an early design of the game. Yeah. And they're just putting like a, it's a blob right now, but we'll go in later and change it and make it look like something. Yeah. Yeah. And they put, the, but then they were like, no, just leave it blob. And then they put those like, uh, those slinky things from Marble Madness in there too. Mm-hmm. I guess they're supposed to be mm-hmm. snakes or something. Right. It's just, they're, they're just the most generic enemy. I mean, you can expect something like that in Marble Madness, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not even, you're not even supposed to be fighting them. You're supposed to be getting out of the way. But a game like this, you need something more than just blobs and slinkies. Right. And the occasional dragon guy. Right. I don't know. No, I agree. I don't know. You know, and let's talk about the music. We kind of talked about it earlier. <laughs> you say the music's pretty good. And I guess, really, it's not horrible. There's worse music out there. Some music can make your ears bleed. Right. But this game... I hate the choppiness of it. Why, when you cross into a new level, does it have to stop and come back? Well, it's, it's almost, Why not just keep it going? I don't know. It's almost like they're trying to do what Metroid did, where it changes based on where you are, but it's just a really poor implementation of that. Right. Like the songs themselves, the composer, the, compose, the, 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 the composer did a pretty good job of writing these really good songs but then the way that they're implemented into the game just makes it frustrating and annoying to listen to right like the people who listen to it I'm not gonna I could probably make it sound like it does in the game by just cutting songs off in the middle and splicing them (laughs) here and there I'm not gonna do that to the listeners starting them over Mm -hmm. our D-patters deserve better than that so I'm gonna play them like they're like in full sections but I will say that uh, we got a comment last week because you know mm-hmm. we had talked about whether or not I was going to just play the do Bungling Bay by playing the same song over and over again like it was in the game, or if I was going to splice in some other chip tunes. Well, I spliced uh-huh. it in exactly like it was in the game, so you're just hearing this behind us. You're hearing right. the same thing over and over <laughs> and over again. But Bungling Bay, you right. could do that because that song is not going to, although it's going to get stuck in your head, which I'm sorry to anybody who got stuck in their head, but. It's not going to annoy you. This game, if yeah. I were to do it just like it was in the game, people would probably stop listening about halfway through. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just because it's just, oh, man, I don't know. But fortunately, yeah. they're going to get to hear the better version, where you get to hear the whole song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh... This game did some stuff that, that did some stuff right, though. I mean, it did some pretty cool stuff. Like what? Diagonal Attacks. That's something you don't really see much in in NES yeah, games. They took the time to allow you to move in eight directions and attack in eight different directions. Although I never, I, I never found like... myself doing it very often. Well, yeah. Well, no. What I what I feel like is the diagonal attack and the moving in eight directions is just complicating something. It's just that you ever just complicate something 
again, let's use the metaphor of a song. Like, try to do a really complicated solo in a song that sucks. Yeah. You know? I could see that. Or, like, if you're taking, like, a painting. Let's say you do, like, a really crappy drawing. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then you add color to it. Like, what was the point of even taking the time to add color? (laughs) Yeah. You draw a stick man. Yeah, it's like drawing a stick man and, like, coloring him in some red shoes. (laughs) (laughs) it's like well you're not really doing yeah it's really it's not really serving any purpose when the gameplay it's not really serving any purpose to allow you to go in eight directions when the gameplay just sucks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i I also i kind of like the uh there's like a little bit of an upgrade system where you can find uh different armor upgrades and health upgrades and stuff but the thing, there's kind of a glitch sort of in the health upgrade system, right? You die, when you die, it gives you a password and you enter the password and you go back to the game, right? Which mm-hmm. is kind of a convoluted way of doing it. There's no continues. Instead, they give you a password, send, send you back to the title screen, automatically put the password in for you, and then you start playing again. So that's a little weird, yeah. but you don't lose your upgrades when you do this. Well, the right. thing is, there's a health upgrade that I found kind of close to the beginning of the game, right? Well, once you mm-hmm. find that, you go get that health upgrade, you run and jump off a cliff and die. <laughs> you start the game over, the health upgrade's back. But you didn't lose yeah. the health upgrade as far as your health is concerned. So you still have the health mm-hmm. that you got from the upgrade, but the upgrade's back. Right. So if you want to take the time to just spam that health upgrade and jump off a cliff and get the health you know, upgrade, cliff, upgrade, cliff. Right. Then you could just basically fill your life meter way high and then make the game a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the upgrades are cool, but they can be exploited, so that kind of defeats the purpose a little bit to me, for me. Right. And that's about it as far as good things I found in this game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Ooh. You know, uh, Sean Riley in his article mentioned this may be an, you know, I know this is a family friendly game. Podcast, I mean. <laughs> I don't know if it's but, a family friendly game with all the expletives that would be spit out trying to play it. Well, yeah. And, but he said that it's, it could be the redeeming quality of this game is it could be a good qual, it could be a good drinking game. Um, to, to read this, you could, this is from his, Blog. So this all credit goes to Sean Riley. Uh, you can play a drinking game with deadly powers. Have one of your friends, the smallest one, in case they need to be restrained, play the game. <laughs> the rest of the people watch and drink every time he vocally expresses his disgust with the game. You can theoretically take turns, but everyone will probably be too drunk to move in a few minutes. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like. Maybe we should have found this game when we were in college, Mike. Yeah, really. But, yeah. Maybe that's a redeeming quality. Yeah. Okay, I'm done talking about this game. If you're done talking about it. Okay. I'm just getting frustrated thinking about it. Did you make any trophies? What are retrofitted trophies that the news have for us this day? I did not, but I don't know if you read our feedback. Jay Jorgensen took a lot of time to get some to put together a few uh, retrofitted trophy ideas mm-hmm. that I thought were pretty good. So I'm going to forego mine and let him okay. and just read some of his. Did you come up with any? I came up with one. Okay, well, I'll read his and then you can do yours. Okay. Okay. All right. His first trophy is called Star Wars. Didn't last this long. And and to get that trophy, you read the entire backstory at the beginning of the game. Okay. That's pretty long. That's good. Um, His second one is Letter Shock, which we didn't even mention letters, but hang on. Oh, yeah. He says, uh, collect 1,000 letter, whatever that means. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Going back on the Star Wars didn't take too long. How many people do you think probably popped this game in? started to read that and then turned the game off before they even played it <laughs> just got oh was tired of it before they even played it. uh a lot probably 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom Arnold would not be impressed with anything about this. Uh, no, he, he, he might be impressed that. with our podcast. Maybe. Because we're good. We're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pat on the back. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Anyways, he also uh, third third one he has is called Bleeding Ears. And it's called Download the Podcast. Down or not the podcast. Download the background music to your iPod and listen to it for an hour straight. Uh, okay, <laughs> I see. It's funny, but I kind of like some of the tunes. So I could probably listen to one or two of them like that. If you want to download it, if you how about just download a recording of the game Ooh, and listen to that? That would really make your ears bleed. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, four is called Bad Idea. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. he says intentionally jump off a lid a ledge until game over because the hero hates himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as the uh, to quote the plot, he is pensive. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Jay did actually look up letter for us too. So Jay, he's really hammering it home for us on this episode maybe we should have had jay on the show maybe i didn't i didn't know we're gonna give him some mega dude points for this yeah uh he says that letter is a german word for hussy or carcass used as bait (laughs) (laughs) you hussy (laughs) who collects something like that i'm collecting hussies i'm collecting carcasses to use as bait Oh, uh, did you say you're... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that your uh, beloved cat died. But uh, can I have it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, need to, uh, I need to lure the... Uh, what was it? The, the commies? I need to lure the commies so I can burn down <laughs> these towers. And they require 1,000 carcasses. Carcai? Carcai? Carcai. It must be carcai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so that those are his trophies. I thought they were I thought they were good, so I thought I'd when I would That's I would give up my awesome. trophy segment this week yeah. to give give his trophies some some light. Yeah, I probably shouldn't even say mine, but I came up with one. The only one I can think of to come up with. Uh, they're not as good as Jay, but the the one that I came up with was the Dunce Cap Trophy. Uh-huh. That's for actually beating this game, wasting your time to beat this game. You deserve a Dunce Cap. Uh-huh. Go sit in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense to any D-patters out there who have beat this game. <laughs> or like this game. Yeah. There might be somebody out there that likes this game. Well, I will say, okay, if you played this game in 19... When did it come out? 1987? Mm-hmm. And that, you had nothing but 1987 games to compare it to? Oh, man. I could see playing it for longer than 10 minutes. Maybe 15 or 20 minutes. Imagine somebody that went out and spent like 60 bucks on this game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have you ever bought something that, uh, you know, you spend a lot of money on, that, but it's really bad, but you're like, you refuse to not use it? Yeah, I have. I've done that with games before. Played like, right. played like really like, crappy games just because I bought them. Right. Right. So I spent 60 bucks on this. I'm playing it. Yeah. So that happens. How about uh how about we give it a rating? It is time for judgment in game rankings. Oh boy. What kind of rating are we gonna give this thing? Let's give it a rating. Type of dog turd. <laughs> Type of dog turd. <laughs> uh sure, why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll go ahead and start because I took my dog out right before we did this podcast, and she dropped a little deuce. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to give it a. Okay, you know how. I don't know if your dog ever does this, but uh, you know how sometimes dogs eat like string, or they have a toy that's got a lot of string, <laughs> dental floss, or hair, or dental floss, or something, something like mm-hmm. that. I'm going to give it the string-filled poo. The string-filled dog poo, because it's hard to get out. I, I can tell she's having a hard time. Uh, it leaves a mess. And that's kind of how I feel about this game. <laughs> it's it, well, it's hard to play, and it just leaves a mess. I'm going to give it 
uh, a hot, steamy pile on a snow-filled yard. Uh. You know how your yard is like, you know, just beautiful and pristine. It's got that shine on it from the sun. Kind of like the NES system. Yeah. Yeah. And all the, you know, the games are great. And then the dog comes out and just plops one down right in the middle. (laughs) You know, just a big, hot, steamy pile. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So. And you're saying that's what this game is on the NES library. Yeah. A hot, steamy pile. Big, hot, steamy pile on your beautiful landscape. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) <laughs> all right okay hopefully people are, are still listening after that yeah i don't know anybody who likes the game daily towers is probably just cursing us so hard right now <laughs> we'll be please email us if you like this game again label yourself yeah i feel, i do kind of kind of feel bad because i feel like we're definitely going to hit a few more steamy piles mm-hmm. before uh we're done with this podcast, mm-hmm. and I, I hope we didn't waste the uh, dog, the dog turd. No, there's, there's plenty of other animals, that, <laughs> you know, that we can go to. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of animals with, that uh, all animals crap. So, yeah. <laughs> and also, I, I kind of worry that we just ruined our family friendly name. Why? Because we talked about dog turds. Yeah. There's no curse words. No, I would think curse words. I'm not sure how many. Well, you did start talking about something excellent at the beginning of the show. Yeah, talking about the sword. But I didn't say we didn't really say anything. Okay, I forgive you. Okay. Long story short, long story short, Brotherbone should have just stuck to the edutainment games, like. where in the world is Carmen San Diego? They did that game. Yeah. So. Okay. How about some feedback? You want to f- let's crank through some of this uh, Facebook feedback, and we got a bunch of uh, reviews on iTunes that I wanted to mention. So. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So, Jeff Hupel says, "Is this a British rom-com?" Which. I don't know what he meant by that, but okay. Um, and then the No Swear Gamer, he says, or is it a long-forgotten WWF tag team that hails from parts unknown? So that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that is pretty funny. Uh, and then lastly, Russell Lyman, which has never commented before. So hello, Russell. Um, welcome to the dude's world, welcome, the deep batter world. Welcome to the world of deep batters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, "Man, you guys really are really going down." Or, bleh, God, I can't read today. Sorry, man, you guys are really doing the good, bad, and the ugly. Good luck, dudes. Just think, once you pass this turd, you can move on to some good games. Hey, he thinks it's a turd too. Yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah. So that's Sweet. the Facebook feedback. Now let me whip out the iTunes. Now I have a big announcement. Excuse me while I whip this out. Yeah. Um, I do have a big announcement to make. Uh oh. Retro game, retro digital law. Uh-huh. Remember him? Gave us the two, uh-huh. two star. Uh huh. The infamous retro digital law. Changed it to five star. That a boy. Yeah. He says. That a boy. He changes. He changes review. He says, quite simple. Two guys talking talking NES. If you like retro games, grew up with them, or just enjoy a good gamer conversation, check it out. So thank you, Retro Digital Law. Yes. I, I guess we got our echo fixed, perhaps. I don't know. But, uh, uh, well, no. I listened to the Jaws episode. We... Uh, okay. Still well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did we? Maybe we fixed Still the ums then. Or the historical I have been part. working on that. I have been working. I've been trying to really consciously think of my ums as I say them. <laughs> but now I'm, I may have switched from saying ums to saying like, which is even worse. Yeah. I hope not. You sound like a teenage girl. <laughs> I hope I don't sound like a 14-year-old girl. But if I do, uh-huh. let me know. I'll try to fix that too. Okay, we have another one from Kyle2814. He says, Great podcast. 
listen to the guys on my way to and from work every day. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Kyle. All right. I hope we make your commute that much better. Yep. Uh, we got another one from uh, Makizan or Makizan. Says I've listened to a lot of retro podcasts and reviews, but this is one of the most earnest and fun. Michael and Justin really go down the rabbit hole of nostalgia, recalling personal memories and trivia of classic NES games. If you ever blew in a cartridge or know the Konami code, this podcast is for you. There you go. Yep. And one more from Trevor one two two three. Trevor says, I just discovered this podcast and have already blown through several episodes. I appreciate that I can listen to this anywhere and not worry about explicit language blaring out of the speakers at me or my family. I hear enough of that mess at work. This podcast is happy nostalgic cove away from the daily grind. Hopefully these guys will review all 754 licensed NES games before retiring. That's the plan. That's the plan. And uh, hopefully you won't mind dog turds and... and, uh, Talking about the way that uh, he throws his sword around, blaring, yeah. blaring out of your speakers at you and your family. You just ruined that. I life. guess I did. Well, and you, you have a you have a hand in this too. You, How did I? Do? You have a dog in this race, so okay. so to speak. Whatever. All right. I guess that's it. You got anything else? Uh, no, I think I'm good. All right, tell them uh, tell them about us. All right, check us out, nesdudes.com. You can check out little tidbits we write about the show and listen to all the episodes there. Uh, If you're not sure you want to listen to an episode, you can kind of read the little synopsis, and then it will, will, I guarantee, will make you want to listen to the show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You know, same old game. Hey, Mike, do you want to kind of tell them what you've been working on this week? Do you want to kind of keep that in the wraps? I kind of want to keep it under wraps for now. Okay. I've got a few people. Uh, I've got a few people helping us test said project. Mm-hmm. Some. Uh, it's pretty sweet. S- I got some say. beta testers. If that gives you any hints. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet little deal. I'm hoping. I like I'm, it. I'm hoping we can release it within a couple weeks. Yeah. But, so yeah, that's it. So I guess we're gonna play some. You know, I. We, Real quick. We started off saying that every five or ten episodes we were going to mix it up, and we haven't mixed it up in the last six or seven episodes. So we need to do an right. accessory next week. Okay. But we'll do a game with said accessory. So I will play some music, you know, with this. With So we will have some music here coming. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'm getting tongue-tangled. I'm tired. Apparently... This game has just wore you out. <laughs> this right? game has wore me out. So here comes noises and stuff. Whatnot. Wait. See you, everybody. <laughs>